Welcome to God's Favorite Shepherds, a collection of 39 short stories rounding out the lives of mainly lesser-known Bible characters, with many of the stories ending with a short quiz. Listen now to the author of God's Favorite Shepherds, Bill Ackland. Today's story is about a man, and the title is An Unexpected End. See if you, if you can guess as we go through the story who this person might be. And the subtitle for the story is Right Overcomes Might. And it is based on the 17th chapter of 1 Samuel. I was born in the city of Gath, not far from the Great Sea. You may know this as the Mediterranean Sea. Gath was one of the major cities of our ancient nation of Philistia. We are a warlike people and will not take nonsense from anyone. We have even defeated armies larger than ours, for we are well disciplined and trained and have the best fighting equipment. Our shields are renowned for warding off the swords of any nation that has attacked us and can only be penetrated with their heaviest spear. When I was young, perhaps only about five winters old, people thought I was twice that age. It is true that my parents were above average height, but could not be considered giants like the sons of Anak. Those men were true giants, about half as tall again as the average man, and so strong that no one would challenge them. As the years went by, I became taller and taller. I didn't really like being so much taller than my friends, and I hoped that none of the much older boys who were about my height then would challenge me to a fight, for while I was tall, I was not as strong as they were. That soon changed, however. When I was close to 20 winters old, I was far stronger and cubits taller than any young man the same age, or those older for that matter. If two of my friends in a mock fight came at me, I would fend them off without really trying. It was not long before I had no challenges, No one likes being beaten, even by a much stronger opponent. I was proud of my accomplishments. I was the best. Before I decided what to do with my life, our king sent some of his courtiers to visit me. They told me that with me in the army, there would be no problem for them to vanquish all their enemies. How rich I would become with a large share of the booty from the defeated armies and with all that wealth, any of the girls in the nation would be glad to have me as their husband. That idea greatly appealed to me, for I knew that I could easily deal with many of those pesky Israelites who seemed to think this whole region was theirs. I did not have long to wait to show the world what a great soldier I was. Our king decided it was an ideal time to show the people of Israel a thing or two and that we, who had been in this part of the world far longer than they, were not to be trifled with. So our great general led our army to an ideal site to camp between Sokoh and Azekah, which was actually in the land belonging to Judah, a major tribe of Israel. Shortly after, Saul, Israel's king, led his army to the valley of Elah. Our general took me into his confidence and explained what he had planned to do to intimidate Israel's army and send them scurrying back to their homes, or what was left of them, 
The great general's plan was that I was to challenge any of the men in Israel to a one-on-one -on -one fight using whatever weapons we chose. If the Israel warrior killed me, then we Philistines would be servants of Israel. If I killed the man, and how easy that would be, then they would be our servants and we would grow richer and richer year by year. I shouted across the valley with a mouthful of mocking words, something we Philistines are good at. No matter how much I riled them in my challenge for someone to come across to fight me, no one came. They were petrified to meet me, the great warrior who looked down on them all. I am Ahmed, a scribe of the king, for sadly, I have to finish this story. One day, after many Philistine challenges, we saw a young lad come out from the army of Israel and walk with his head held high to the stream that flowed between our armies. He picked up some stones, and instead of quickly retreating to the men of Israel, he crossed over the stream and called out to our champion that he was coming to deal with him. More than that, he said that their God would give him the victory. He didn't sound the least bit afraid. Our great warrior could not believe this stripling could be so foolhardy. He laughed loudly, and to show he would deal with this boy easily, he pushed the visor of his helmet upward and waited to end this young upstart's life. To everyone's shock and amazement, the lad put a stone in his sling and swung it with all his strength. It hit our champion so hard on the forehead that it was buried deep within his brain. This caused our army to retreat in fear, with Israel's army in hot pursuit. Our great giant of a warrior was a giant no longer, as he lay dead on the ground. His name was Goliath. Now I have a quiz for you. What was the name of the nation near Israel where Goliath lived? What was different about Goliath to the other boys he was growing up with? Who was Israel's king when Goliath challenged them? How many stones did David need to kill the giant? You've been listening to God's Favoured Shepherds, a book with 39 short stories rounding out the lives of mainly lesser-known Bible characters. If you have any comments or questions, or to obtain a copy of this book, give us a call within Australia on 2 4973 or send an email to radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We'd love to hear from you.